Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I am well. Hello, Rick. Hey, friends. Well, we have a theology question today, and that comes from 1 Corinthians 7.29. What does it mean when Paul says, from now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none? Oh, I love this question because it came from a real, real truth, real quick listener. And they fired this in because they were studying their Bible and go, hey, I'd like some understanding. And so um, let me just say this. The best way to interpret scripture is always with scripture itself. These kind of verses, and this is by the way why you should never memorize a Bible verse. You should always memorize a Bible verse in context because if this is the only verse we had, you might think that Paul was telling the Corinthians, hey man, listen, you know, there's going to be a day when you're going to be in heaven and Todd and, uh, and Rick and Randy Alcorn did a real truth real quick on will we have sex in heaven? And it might seem to be, you go back and look at that by the way, that maybe you're not going to get all the sex you want in heaven so you better get all the flavors of ice cream you can right now. That would be a tragedy. That's not what it means. Here's what Paul is doing. He is talking about, to the Corinthians, about the urgency of living for the gospel. Um, in, in verse 28, right before verse 29, he says, listen, if you marry, you haven't sinned, but I'm, such will have trouble in this life and I'm trying to spare you. And what he's talking about is, when you are committed and covenanted underneath God's permissive will, to yoke together and to be married, because Paul's making the argument, hey man, time is short, so, so don't distract yourself from anything except advancing the gospel and living missionally. And the Holy Spirit, I think, told Paul to say, you make sure and tell people in all your zeal to advance the gospel, single Paul, that folks should not feel guilty if they do marry. And so he tells them it's okay to marry, okay? But he still sticks in there this idea that, hey, don't let the marriage that you have distract you from the mission that you're on. So I said earlier that the um, best way to interpret Scripture is with Scripture. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 3, Paul says this. He said, hey, a, a woman should honor her commitment to her husband, and a husband should honor his commitment to his wife. Okay? Um, in other words, everything you said you were going to do, which is to... Uh, have a, a willing, submissive, completing relationship with your husband, to, to, to love your wife uh, as you love yourself, to cherish her and to nourish her and to honor her, to love her as Christ loved the church. That's the commitment you made to her when you got married. And so you better be excellent at it and fulfill everything that you said you were going to fulfill. All the while not compromising the commitment you made to your risen Lord and King, Jesus, okay? Part of what, by the way, your commitment was to Jesus is to love your wife in such a way that it would be a picture of God's love for the church and to love your husband in a way that would be a picture of the church's willing, submissive response to a, a, a Savior King who sacrifices his life for the glory of the bride. Now, watch. In Mark chapter 7, verse 10, Jesus says this. He says, honor your father and your mother. Okay, but in Luke chapter 14, verse 26, he seems to say something that's completely contradictory. He says this, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, and then he goes on to say, and wife, and children, and brothers, and sisters, and even his own life, he can't be my disciple. So it seems to be in, in these two passages, Luke 14 and Mark 7, Jesus is contradicting himself. Just like it might seem like in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul's contradicting himself where he says, a wife's going to fulfill a commitment to her husband and a husband to his wife in verse 3 of chapter 7. And then in verse 29, it all of a sudden says, act like you're not married. What Jesus is doing in Mark and Luke is what Paul's doing in 1 Corinthians 7. 
basically this. He's saying, while you do what you're supposed to do, which is honor your mother and father and love your kids and love your wife, you better not love them at the expense of your ultimate commitment to your king. And it, by the way, explains why he's telling folks in Corinth, he said, listen, some of you guys have to pay a very high price for your faith, maybe even your own life. And there is a temptation, okay, for men who are married and with kids and with a family to maybe not be as bold with their profession. Maybe they would be more prone to deny their faith if it was gonna spare their life so they could stay and provide for their wife and protect their kids. And one of the things that Paul's saying is, hey, just remember that your ultimate commitment is to your eternal bridegroom even more than your bride. And so what Paul is saying is, it's gonna be harder for you to be all in with eternal things when you have an appropriate, sovereignly assigned temporal responsibility to other humans. So. Those who have wives should live as though they had none in the sense that they should be just as focused on eternal things as single people are. Um, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be everything that God says they should be in terms of their covenant commitment to their spouse. I love this statement, Rick. I'll just say this. One of my buddies who taught in this passage, he said, don't let the monkey of marriage grow into the gorilla of distraction. Sometimes you can be so committed to pursuing your little dream with your wife that it distracts you from the ultimate thing that you and your wife ought to be about, which is your eternal mission for Christ. So you send us questions about how you can be faithful in this world, right? On the mission that you're on, yep. and we'd love to answer. But do not call your spouse a monkey, because <laughs> you're gonna have to watch another one of our Road Truth Real Quicks on that exactly. one. Exactly. So we'll see you next week on another episode.